0: Rickon Financial presents Kickin' with the Rickens. Redefining retirement. Jerry Rickin and Heidi Rickon Provost want to help you reach the retirement you deserve. Let's build a strategy that gives you the confidence while meeting your financial wants and needs. Meet the team at Rickinfinancial.com Now, Kickin' with the Rickens. Appreciate you checking it out. This is Kickin' with the Rickens, Redefining Retirement Podcast, RickinFinancial.com. My name is Mark Owens jerry ricken heidi ricken provost how are y'all doing doing
1: fabulous mark
2: how are you yeah it's a great day to be alive
0: so apparently heidi before we get started <laughs> animal kingdom is happening inside of your house
2: it is um what's going on had a, well you know had a nice little relaxing uh night this week i'm sitting on the couch um, actually working on something so i had a laptop in my lap too and uh all of a sudden, my husband Steven's like, What's that noise? And I look up and there's a freaking bat in our house. And so he flips on the lights. I throw my computer sideways, thank God. And I picked up a blanket from the couch and I'm, you know, ready to go to protect myself from a bat flying in the house with a blanket. That'll um, get him. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> it was smarter than my husband, though, because he picked up a throw pillow and it wasn't very big. I'll make him comfortable. Um, Oh, yeah. And he was like, Heidi, you go get something and hit the bat to get it outside. I'm going to open the door. And I'm like, no, I'm going to open the door and walk away. And you're going to get something to hit it to go outside. And as he's saying this, the bat flies towards him and he wasn't paying attention. The bat touches his forehead, gets in his hair, and he had to take his hand to swat it away. So he just physically touched a bat three times. Long story short, we got the splatter shield out from the kitchen, and Stephen played tennis with the splatter shield, <laughs> and uh, the bat finally made it to its demise on our front porch through the front door.
0: So, your house was its final resting place.
2: Yes, it was. Oh, and, uh <laughs> luckily I didn't come in contact with it. So I'm good to go. But Steven had the pleasure of sitting in the ER waiting room for six hours to get his rabies vaccines.
0: (laughs) Do you have to get that? Even if you come in, I thought it was if like a bat bites you or something,
2: the health department and animal control said since it touched him physically apparently like their nails and their teeth are so small it could be like smaller than like the prick of a pin so they said sometimes the naked eye can't see the bite marks and since it was flying towards you and it did that you need to go get your rabies vaccines i would
0: have burned my house
2: down (laughs) let's just say i did not sleep very well that night when we got up into our room we did take a towel and go under the door of our bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> to make sure that out of nothing is coming in.
0: Does he have any superpowers now? And that how it
2: happens. I got to tell you when he got called back and To actually finally get the shots at the hospital, they said, oh, you're the bat guy. And he's like, Uh, missed opportunity. They should have called me the Batman. Yeah. (laughs)
0: yeah.
1: So my question was, how did it get in your home? Are there more? Well, that's what I said. I I started saying that
0: last night. My dad's first
2: reaction, of course, is like, well, I'm glad you got the bat outside, but I wonder if it had babies in your house. And I'm like, (laughs) are you kidding me?
0: Yep. And do you get a tax break for having more? (laughs) (laughs)
2: people inside yeah no kidding well i'm glad
0: you're okay i'm glad Stephen is okay but i also love the fact that he's like here's a soft comfortable pillow bat <laughs> make yourself at home
2: oh and heidi you go proactively hit the bat how do you get the okay. bat?
0: i'm gonna go to the other room and hide
2: no kidding
0: jerry how you doing buddy what's going on in your world well you know i didn't have anything nearly as, top exciting that. as that happened No, that's
1: that's very difficult to top so but recently, Heidi and I had the opportunity to, to have a, a client event, our prospect event, uh, where we did an educational seminar, and we had a really, really, really nice time because it was very interactive. We had a lot of a lot of discussion with people, and we kicked it off by just doing. And we went old school. Mm-hmm. We went old school, Mark. We didn't do any death by PowerPoint, which seems to be the, the, the common theme with these things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We had two slick boards and markers in our hands. Heidi had just one. Just real slick board.
2: quick for those of us who are in a different generation, a slick board is also called a whiteboard.
0: There you go. It's like new technology. <laughs> so, it's actually old technology. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> and we just chatted and talked and asked people what their concerns were. And we had a lot of concerns. There was, I mean, we we started writing them up on the board as soon as they said a concern, we'd write it up. It was taxes, RMDs, Roth conversions.
2: People are talking about the Fed. Someone said their biggest concern was being invested in REITs, which is not surprising. No, i about that. Educate think, me. Uh, what is what is REITs?
1: Real estate investment trusts. Okay,
2: sorry. Mm-hmm. So and the election. A lot of people wanted to talk about that because no matter what side of the aisle you're on the election is always going to be a scary topic and yeah. makes us think about our finances
1: and fear in general. I mean, mm-hmm. just the, the fear of the unknown, fear of planning, fear of knowing whether or not you're going to run out of money, fear of all these things. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that. You know, Social Security though seemed to be the overwhelming topic. Oh, yeah. For almost everybody. I mean, when we started, when somebody had said, What about filing for Social Security early or waiting till my full retirement age or waiting till stage 70, what's And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, I have a, all of a sudden we had a, we had a pop-up bar on, on social security, (laughs) you know? So, (laughs) so so it was pretty much overwhelming. Yeah. We didn't realize
2: so many people would have so many questions questions and concerns about it. Yeah, um, I think just because we talk about it so often, we don't realize that not a lot of people are talking about Social Security. So there are a ton of questions, and like if you go to the Social Security Administration, they legally can't give you advice. So it's kind of hard to figure out where to go sometimes mm. to talk Social Security. But we
1: have probably forgotten more about social security than most people have learned because we actually have a, a one-hour seminar just on social security. We barely scratched the surface on all the issues out there that you need to be cognizant of when you think about social security. And first and foremost is what the Social Security Administration does provide. Mm-hmm. The trustees report comes out last year came out in March. So we're not sure when it's going to come out. The the timing of that each year is different. Mm-hmm. But Social Security, they sent out this huge report. We've read the entire report. We wouldn't recommend that unless you can't sleep. um, (laughs) If you have a
2: bat in your house and you can't sleep at night, (laughs) it's one way to put you to bed, seriously. That's exactly
1: right. (laughs) But the recap in the front is what you really need to focus on. The recap, this has been in the last several uh, iterations. It used to be on the front of your social security statement, but it was so frightening for people. They took it off the front of the statement. Right. And they just put it in the, in the trustees report. But basically it says that in 2033, the social security trust fund, the old age uh, survivors and insurance trust fund, which is the fund that funds social security, the retirement part of social security were run out of money to fully pay out benefits by 2033. That's only nine years from now. And they will have 77 cents on the dollar Mm -hmm. to pay your benefits. So 23% of your benefits are going away as it stands right now in nine years. And that's a frightening thing for a lot of people. And that's a frightening thing for people to hear last night too. Mm -hmm. But that's something that we need to address. You hear that
0: too. And we've seen these headlines. Over the past year or so about Social Security running out of money, I yeah. always just kind of wrote it off as clickbait. But you truly feel that we could be in trouble.
1: You know, a year ago, before, well, in, in the 22 report, you know, 2022 report, it said 2034. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In the 2023 report, it said 2023. I'll
2: tell you something, though, Mark. We mentioned this word earlier. We're in an election year right now in 2024. Whenever that report comes out, it's probably going to say something similar this year because no changes that could be viewed as negative are made in election years um, for the Social Security Administration because people, of course, don't want you to be forefront thinking about something negative that would be impacting you when you go to cast your ballot. Mm
1: -hmm. That's exactly right. And when you look at the history of what Social Security has done, all the positive things, all the Mm -hmm. more giveaways and more benefits have always worked out in an election year. Mm -hmm. But the negatives, like the taxation of Social Security, came out in 1983, a non-election year. Mm -hmm. An additional taxation of Social Security benefits came out in 1993, a non-election year. So we're very, we know nothing's going to happen in the next year mm-hmm. to fix this. System. Oh, but
2: to answer your question, some of that might be clickbait in the next year that has some sort of political backing to it. Yep. But the basis is it's it, a real problem. It is a real problem that needs to be addressed. And we hopefully can trust our government to find a way to address it <laughs> because it's a broken system that we got to fix.
1: And most Americans rely on that for a large part of their retirement income. Mm-hmm. So it, and it's a huge piece of our economy. Social I'll security also tell payments. you, yeah. if you
2: don't have to rely on that for income, but you have other forms of income too, yeah, it's a system you paid into. And the way that I view social security is completely different from the way a lot of people view it. A lot of people are like, okay, it's just this nebulous thing that's going to pay me a paycheck when I retire. You know, No, this is something you put your money into. Your employer put money into it as well. Mm-hmm. But it's something you contributed your funds to during your working years. It's an investment. That's what an investment is. You put your money towards it so that you get a return on your investment in the future. So I don't think of the social security as just some nebulous paycheck that's going to come to me in the future. It's an investment that I want to get the most return out of it as possible. So kind of have to tweak the way you think about it to make sure you're making the most amount of money that you put away for the future for you and your family when you go to draw that income.
1: And it's critically important to look at that as a family. I mean, how you just mentioned it. Because a lot of people say, well, I'm going to claim mine, and this is a married couple. Mm -hmm. I'm going to claim mine now, and and, and I'm not sure when my husband or wife is going to claim theirs. You don't look at it that way. Well, a
2: lot of people that have that conversation with us, Dad, they'll say, well, I want to retire today, so I'm going to just claim mine now.
1: That's always been a misnomer, Mark, because when you retire on Friday a lot of people think on Monday you have to walk into the social security administration and say, can you please give me my check? Mm-hmm. Those two dates never have to go together and they shouldn't go together because you should look at it as an investment and getting the biggest return on your investment. As Heidi just said, because this is something that's going to be there for the rest of your life. And if you start it early, you're going to get a significantly lower amount than if you start it later. Mm-hmm. And if you're a married couple and One of you is going to inevitably leave this earth before the other. Both benefits don't survive. The highest benefit survives. So a survivor benefit is critical in the whole analysis because what you want is you want to leave your spouse with the highest amount of benefits, Mm -hmm. Okay, whether that spouse is the one who was a higher wage earner or the lower wage earner. It's all based on the higher wage earner. So why Mm -hmm. not maximize that benefit and wait until age 70 if you have other funds to use Mm -hmm. in the interim and other funds to spend? And the other equation is the guarantees out there, Heidi.
2: If you every year that you wait between age 66 and 70, you get a guaranteed 8% rate of return on the investment. If you look at Social Security as an investment itself, I don't know about you, but I can't go out in the open market right now and get a guaranteed 8% rate of return on any investment. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at it from an investment perspective it might make some sense for you and your family to wait a couple years to draw because you're making that plus whatever the cost of living adjustment is.
1: Which was 3.2% this year.
2: So hell, I'd love to make 11.3% on my investment in any one given year. And that's what people did who waited for one year from 66 to 67, 67 to 68. They're on until age 70. Each year that you wait, it grows by that much. So, you know, especially if you have longevity in your family, it makes a lot of sense to sometimes just wait to draw those benefits.
1: But when you look at a break-even analysis, a lot of people try to do a break-even analysis and they only Mm -hmm. look at themselves. What we do is we combine the two and look at a family break-even analysis so that you you understand what decision you're making before you make.
0: If you were to talk to somebody who's just getting started with their social security, they're just getting serious about it right now, what piece of advice would you give somebody about how to handle and their social security benefits? Because there's a lot of information out there.
2: This is going to be surprising to some people. My first piece, this is the tax nerd coming out of Heidi, okay? My first piece of advice I'm going to give you, pull your full social security earnings history off of the social security website, and review every single year of your earnings history. So what that captures is how much you paid into the Social Security Administration during your working years, and it'll show what your taxable income was each year. You want to pull that because we've actually had quite a few clients who, when they pull that, realize that maybe the Social Security Administration didn't get a couple years of their tax returns. Um, And since the system is based upon your highest thirty-five earning years indexed to today's dollars, sometimes those lower years, like in the beginning of your career, count for more than some of the money that you make in your end of your career. So you need to make sure the Social Security Administration has the right info from the get-go. That's my first piece of advice.
1: And that information used to be available on your Social Security statements, but the recent statements, what the Social Security Administration did is they lumped decades together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now you can't even see what what each year earnings history is recorded. So you have to go, as Heidi said, to the website to get that information.
2: And then I would say, once you have that, you need to make an appointment with someone who can give advice about social security, because it's not a decision you should be making on your own. If you have no other forms of income or assets to live off of, and it's something that you need the day that you retire to draw income, that's one thing. But if you have anything else, you can touch in the interim and you can afford to let it grow a little bit, or not necessarily dictate the day that you have to walk away from your business. It's really important to sit down and look at it holistically with someone who can um, really kind of dive into it and help give you some advice because like I mentioned earlier, the Social Security Administration can't, but people like us can. But you can. Uh, mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. And are you starting to have conversations with people about, Alternate forms of income in retirement more than ever before, more than just Social Security, more than just 401k rots. Now, what we see like on paper, 2033. There's a chance Social Security could be in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Now you're starting to offer more opportunities. Yes,
1: yeah, so and a lot of people want to plan for that because you know there's some people have an inherent distrust of government. Mm-hmm. Well, they they don't like Congress, but they like their congressman or they like the senator. I mean that's that's kind of a common theme yeah. in America, which doesn't make any sense to me. But they don't trust that this system will be fixed. Especially if their party isn't in power, yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter which part, which yeah. which affiliation you have. So they're they're worried about that. So they want to plan for that twenty three percent missing piece that could be missing in nine years, whether they're taking it now or they're going to be taking in the future their benefits may go down. So they want to make sure that they can replace that income.
2: I also tell you, there's a lot of people who are scared to death that they're not going to get one penny out of this system. And I understand fear drives a lot of our financial decisions. Fear drives a lot of emotional decisions that a lot of us make too. And the weight of the government being behind something doesn't mean as much as it used to to some people. And I get that. But just know social security is going to be around in some form or fashion. You're going to get at least a penny out of the situation in the future for you, especially if like you're in your 60s right now. Mm -hmm. It might be a different case for the younger generations because like I mentioned earlier, it's a broken system and it's not funded well for what it's turned into in our society. But let me tell you, if social security benefits go away overnight, I'm joining the retirees with the pitchfork at the stake because (laughs) there is no way in hell you're going to take away grandma's benefits and let everyone just sit by the wayside and watch it happen.
1: You know, social security has morphed into a retirement, the biggest retirement program for Americans. Yeah. It was never designed that way. Mark, Mm -hmm. when, when I mentioned old age survivors insurance fund, fund, that's really what it was. It was for the people who were elderly so in 1935, life expectancy was around 62 years. Benefits could be gained at 65, three years after life expectancy. If that were still today, we'd be claiming benefits at age 83. Instead, we can claim as early as 62. We went mm-hmm. the other way. And those were the, you know, those are the giveaways. Those are let's make yeah. people people feel better. Those are the frustrating things that I look at and say, oh my gosh, we've intentionally broken this system. yeah, And now we have to fix it. You know, in 1982, or the trustees report said in 1983, this thing's going to be out of money. So what did they do? They they put 50% of the taxes on benefits. 50% of your benefits can be taxable. Then they changed it in 93 again. And I think we're going to see another tax increase on social security benefits. Right now, up to 85% of your benefits can be taxable, but 15% is sacred and is not taxed right now. Right. So, but, but I can see that going away as well. And there are all kinds of proposals out there and none of them are coming to fruition soon, but there are a dramatic amount of proposals out there that decrease benefits too. And when mm-hmm. that happens, we're going to see a revolution.
0: Oh, absolutely. If that's the case and they get rid of social security, I'm going to carpool with you, Heidi, when we have this pitchforks. Awesome. <laughs> In my short life, I've already put too much of my own money into this to get nothing out of it. But I get it. I understand. There's a lot of frustration. I know you've seen it with the emotions, with the families and the clients that you serve. People are worried about their Social Security because people are leaning on that for their retirement plan. And like I told you earlier,
2: if you're not one of the people that has to have Social Security to make your retirement work, it's still an investment you've put money into so you don't want to lose on a huge investment that you've put money into your entire working career.
1: And we want to show you how to get the most out of that.
0: And the best way to get more information is visit rickenfinancial.com. R-I-C-K-E-N financial.com. Well, I love that you have these events throughout the community, throughout the year. And of course, on Mm -hmm. the website, you can see all the upcoming events, the upcoming seminars, which are always invited to join. Or if you just need more information, want to talk to the team about your social security. Again, rickinfinancial.com. Heidi, Jerry, thank you. Thank you so much for the education and the information on this week's show about social security and how to make a bat comfortable in your home. Again, (laughs) rickinfinancial.com for more information. We're back with another episode. Thanks so much. This has been Kicking with the Rickins, Redefining Retirement.
2: insurance products are offered through the insurance business rick and financial llc rick and financial llc is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through impact partnership wealth llc a registered investment advisor ipw does not offer insurance products the insurance products offered by rick and financial llc are not subject to investment advisor requirements investing involves risk including the potential loss of principal any references to protection safety or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products never securities or investments insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier this podcast is intended for informational purposes only it is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Rick and Financial LLC is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Rick and Financial LLC.